leather. All right, welcome <laughs> to episode red, yellow, leather, yellow, leather. Red, red, red game, if I could say. That's a okay. Red leather, yellow leather. Red, red, yellow leather. No, 32, right? No. It's episode 31, 31 of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and today we're doing Tango and Cash, which is funny because I really hated this movie as a kid like i did i remember seeing it in the theaters when i was like 14 years old and i was all like edgy and i was like this is the cornballiest of the cornball movies and i don't even know why i'm here um still is it still is pretty bad and that hasn't changed that hasn't changed at all but um it's kind of fun that like i had a lot more fun this time i probably wasn't i probably wasn't in a movie theater trying to make out with some girl and get her and getting rejected which probably helped a little. <laughs> Tango and Cash, the ultimate date movie. Yeah, the ultimate date movie is Tango and Cash. I mean, it's got Kurt Russell and Sly Stallone. So that, that's, and their butts. And their butts. Lots of their sweet, butts. Sweet, sweet butts. <laughs> and it's like such a perfect, you know, it's such a perfect buddy uh, cop action movie because, you know, Sly Stone is the straight-laced one. It's got his, all his ducks in a row. And... Then we got old Kurt Russell. He's the wild card, man. You don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> I mean, Kurt Russell is so much better than Sly in this. I hate I yeah, to say. He is fantastic. He's, I, I, I really enjoyed that. But, uh, the, the, the funny thing is, the, the name Tango and Cash, right? And Sylvester Sloan is Ray Tango. You think he would be the Cash? He's all about like money because he's like, the stockbroker. Stock. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Like, I don't know why you just lean into that one and just give him the like. Is that why they drew the lines? Like, you can't call him cash. It's too on the nose. That's, that's not. Could that's be. Not Could be. And, it, you know, and it pro- provided a little symmetry to their their dichotomy there, you know. <laughs> um, I feel like Tango makes more sense for Kurt Russell. But. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm signaling for uh, my assistant to get me another cider, if she could. Because I was doing a. Doing a um, yeah, you want to you get something? <laughs> yeah, will you bring me a cider from the fridge? What does it look like? <sighs> uh, beer. That's my friend Trevor. <laughs> this is my friend Trevor, the famous film director. How's it going? Uh, it's a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that didn't work out. I was trying to write her a note and do sign language there for the audience <laughs> who doesn't actually who doesn't actually That's get it. to hear this little segue. Um, as I was trying to get uh, one of my roommates to get me a beer. And um, I was trying to be slick about it, and she's like, no, I'm coming and being on the podcast. So sweet. sweet. Yeah. And um, I I really wanted to get into the law enforcement aspect of it, as I think it's funny because whenever we find (laughs) drugs, whenever we find drugs, right, like the stock response to finding drugs on somebody is to ask everybody else if they want to get high. You go like, you know, you grab the drugs and you go, hey, who wants to get high? Like that's, everybody does that like all the time. And he did that in that movie. I was like, hey, that's actually pretty authentic there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's the one thing that they, is like accurate. Right. (laughs) Since they were on trial for like maybe five minutes (laughs) and got convicted of murder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and, and like I love how he shoots. I mean, that's kind of a wild man move. That's kind of a cash move, actually. That he shoots the freaking trailer of a um, <clears throat> fuel tanker, 
which, you know, mm -hmm. that's a hell of a gamble. Like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and shoot the fuel tanker that, if I'm wrong, will kill everyone in a 400-foot <laughs> radius of this truck. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, that's the thing. He's, not, he's never wrong. No, that's true. That's how confident old Ray Tango is, you know? <laughs> right. my, my, that was my favorite because it's like, I don't know why the, the truck just didn't go around that, him or just smash into him. I don't understand why they he, he, they had to stop. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, I was confused by that because it's like it was like desert from like on either side of Tango's car. Right. So all I had to do was like swerve and just go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I don't know why you didn't like, but he shot like two two bullets into the like, the windshield. And like, oh my god, stop. <laughs> Yeah, this guy's crazy. I'm like, Man, I think you could just smash into him and you'd be okay. He, well, and you think he'd be really confident since somebody shot the bullet that was right in front of his face and missed. You know, like if that, yeah. if any of those shots was gonna hit him, one of those two or three were gonna hit him because they were right dead on. I was like, damn, that was a hell of a shot. And I was like, he didn't die from that. <laughs> they're they're very like they're, they're very bad shots when they want to be in this movie for sure. Yep. And, you know, and the prison cells, um, the mattresses and blankets mm. were like actual state issue mattresses and blankets from somewhere. They're like, I was impressed mm. with that. I was like, whoa, <laughs> our freaking mattresses and blankets haven't changed <laughs> since at least 1989. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the second movie where fucking Sylvester Stallone is put into jail, like the wrong jail, basically. Right. Like, again, like escape plan is the same thing. True. And, and this one, he's the same way. And it, he doesn't lock up too. So that's, that's at least three movies where he gets put in jail, but he's put in like the wrong jail. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was like he should really stop going to jail for sure. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a record for some, like for these types of I'm movies. Trying to, I'm trying to think if there's any other action movie I can think of that's gone to jail like that many times. Yeah, like I don't know, like a like a like an actor or anybody. Did you ever see the Legend of Ricky O? The movie, The Legend of Ricky O. Mm -hmm. Okay, now that yeah. that guy only went to jail one time, but I feel like it should be counted as three times because that was <laughs> insane. <laughs> that was like a futuristic jail, wasn't it? And then yeah, it was like in this like dystopian future, um, but not really. It might have just been so. communist China, actually. Yeah, they were they were pretty loose with everything on that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Plus, the guy got strangled with his own intestines. He so. did. A guy did get strangled <laughs> with his own intestines, and the awesomest, like the most badass thing in a kung fu fight movie ever happens in Ricky O. And it's when he's fighting the dude with knives, and the guy cuts yeah. his arm, and he actually reaches into his arm and ties his tendons back together so he can keep right. fighting with his arm oh my God. <laughs> like I, I you will it. never and you can you can think for years on how to be more badass than that and not come up with something you know <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure every punch or blow in that movie like like somebody's arm gets like ripped off or somebody's face explodes. oh yeah it's pure gore it's pure <laughs> like every, like every gore. it's like... one of the gory it's actually one of the gore it's easily the goriest kung fu movie but i mean it's one of the goriest out of gore movies i've seen yeah, it's just it's just insane. Like lots of just plastic exploding heads everywhere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but yeah, but I feel like that guy should count. That should count as three prison breaks because of what that poor Riccio went through. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! But I love the um 
obligatory zipline scene. Like every single action movie in the history of action movies has to have where they throw something over, especially a prison break movie, you know, where they throw like a pair mm-hmm. of pants over the wire and zipline to safety. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, a, it, I mean, the look of this fucking movie is, it looks fucking cool. It's mm-hmm. like well shot, but like every time they open their mouth, it's it's terrible. Yeah, right. See, and, like everything looks looks like like can you just turn the volume down, maybe put some like other music on. Right. I think you'd be all right. Well, and you know another thing is that's kind of bad with the whole Tango and Cash name is when we first started talking about maybe seeing this, I thought we were talking about Turner and Hooch, which I guess came out at roughly the same time. But you know, like I got them too confused, and that's a movie about a dog, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's probably more diehard than this one is for sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess the prison's sort of diehard like, but you know, John McClane didn't like, get framed for something that he didn't do for a lot. Did he ever yeah. get framed for something he didn't do? I feel like he did. I, mean, I know that Hans Gruber brother set him up. We saw that recently. Yeah, I mean, this is this is where like we were talking last week about doing different types of episodes and this this could be like our like basically our like die hard like we go rogue basically and just watch whatever the <laughs> and don't watch any die hard so, so i think i think tango and cash would probably count as like that yeah I'm not watching any sort of die hard because it's there's nothing die hardy about it for sure right holy crap so eating cars i just want to bring this up real quick Uh, i freaking want a projector so bad because they're not that expensive anymore i still thought they were a couple thousand dollars but they're not now they're pretty cheap you can get them on like groupon like groupons always got them advertised yeah Uh, but like my friend has a room set up as like a movie room and it's awesome because it's got the big projector Mm -hmm. and it projects all on the big wall and that's the nice. way to watch movies. And, you know, and he's got like the old, like, I mean, and it's nothing super fancy, but like the little popcorn machine, you know, it's pretty sweet. Uh, nice. Um, nice. And it was way more fun watching. And like, I like, I enjoyed the movie. I don't want to st- sound like that. Like, cause like I watched it here just on the computer and then I watched it again uh, at my friend's yeah. house on the big screen. And it's just so much cooler to see it on the big screen, you know? Yeah, like I'm, I'm wanting to do like a screening of it somewhere bigger than than my apartment on my TV, but I can't right. really find. I don't think I can find anybody or damn fast enough. That sucks. So I'd probably just, I'd probably just be showing it at my house. Right, it's Southern California. Just like find some backyard, somebody's backyard, and show it on the back of their house. Oh, you know what? Well, yeah, I need, I need a yard for that too. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yard for that. Um, actually, though, my friend, my friend Dave and I, he's always had projectors, even when they were super expensive. Like he would freaking work his ass to get up, get one. He's whatever. Yeah. Um, but we always had this plan where we would come up to Western Maryland out in this field that we have access to, right, and mm. make like a full like drive-in th- size theater thing and do mm. um, the first night do Star Wars and then the second night do Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like all of them or just the first no all of them yeah all of them you know like that would be the whole thing is we would freaking have the whole star wars fiesta and then have mm-hmm. the lord of the rings the next night i don't think there's uh there's like blow up screens are very expensive anymore really too no no i mean like we a, had it all worked screen- out how we were going to do it with sheets that we hung in the trees you know we were just going to get like a thousand <laughs> sheets or something and tie them yeah. all together <clears throat> I think I think you can buy one of them, like rent one of them screens for not too much, really. So, 
we should definitely check into that yeah i'll we'll look know. into that because that's that's like a bucket list thing we've talked about that for probably 11 years you know yeah that'd be cool i'd, I'd come down for that for sure and and it was weird because we both pretty much watched it with a critical eye and we got into, mm-hmm. we got into some kind of argument like some of the criticisms he had i didn't really agree with and some of the criticisms i had he didn't really agree with but the one thing that we both agreed on was like that dead spot where it goes black and it's just dialogue for like a minute oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's 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 a missing scene okay um that needs to, that needs to be in there or completely cut because you kind of lose interest in it because it's like the dialogue's just sort of hard to follow without a well i mean you know it's a missing scene so um, yeah we have the that was like the we sh- fucking i'm so pissed too because we shot it we have the audio which is fine which you heard and we're gonna have to do reshoots for it right we're gonna have to find like a creative way to do it because they, the one actress is in fucking ohio and i'm not gonna fly her back right to do it because that'll be too expensive but right yeah we we, we well, couldn't shot you come, it couldn't, couldn't we somehow creatively do it if you came back here to visit your family or something i don't know um no because everybody would have to like come with me <laughs> like the right. entire crew would have... <laughs> right it would be cheaper either that's... way it would be cheaper for her to fly here or not to do anyway yeah yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're figuring it out and um we shot it and you think that you think weeks. that scene's that important to the film that you can just cut it out Yes, it's very important. Okay, because that's where she finds the. That's where she gets the panties that she pulls out. Oh, okay. I mean, that's what kind of the fight. Or starts. could you do like a Fellini kind of thing, where neither mm-hmm. of the characters were in it? It was just the sound, and it would be like the like like panties, or you know, like mm-hmm. something really like surreal like that that doesn't have anything to do with it. And you could just like David Lynch it and be like, "Fuck them," you know. Well, the the one idea, the one idea I'm thinking of, and we're we'll probably gonna do is have the narrators, right? Basically, basically narrate the scene and listen to the audio as it goes and narrate along. Okay, got it. Have, got it. Have the different areas on screen at the same time, as, right? Like they're they're kind of listening, and then then they'll say, and she picks up the panties, and you know, stuff. So we'll have the narrators on screen. Okay. Kind of like, and they'll also be like actively listening to the audio as well right right okay and, and well, i can kind of see that i mean it's just that was the first thing i wanted to bring up because you know like i didn't yeah, even yeah, catch yeah. the dialogue you know we yeah, started yeah. talking over it and so then yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah. when we were talking about it we were both like well the one thing was it's like that was really jarring right there um and, you know i and i knew that like the sinking was just i was like well that's something that's easily fixed and it's not even something to bring up but then when it goes dark like that it was like uh mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That, that, that's a missing scene for sure. I I usually I would give you like a like a heads up on a lot of that stuff because because audio like audio don't pay attention to audio because it's it's we didn't mess with it at all and right. yeah the one scene is <laughs> is taking the thing and everything is kind of like a little like some of the effects are a little just like temp so. right and the music is all, and the music is all temp obviously so. Um, and now the one thing that me and him kind of argued about was he didn't really like the hiss, the hit women. He thought that the, who did he say, um, the black coworker or the framing drug user would have worked better. Was that he thought it was he should have he thought you should have switched those parts. Uh, who? Who would have worked better? He didn't like the hit the two hit women at okay. all. He said he, he mm. just he didn't buy them for whatever reason. See, and I, I argued with him on that because I really liked them. I thought they were kind of cool and menacing and weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I dig their performance a lot. So. Yeah. For sure. And I, I, and I mean, the one thing I love, the freaking uh, 
the lead actress Max is awesome. She's fantastic in it, and um, mm-hmm. Meg was also very awesome. You know. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're like the best for sure. That's why they're in the parts that they're in. Right, basically. right. Absolutely, that was really cool. And, and it, it was mm. funny because he was like, oh my God, he's like, I know that girl. She was in Jughead. This is this really crazy freaking horror movie that I know. And I was like, okay, yeah. cool, you know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, she's been in a few. And that's like, uh, we had back and forth texts. And I, I told you about the the shirt that she's wearing. It's kind of like a, like a, a nod to her. Uh, her movie, movie Darlin'. Darlin'. Now is that a horror movie too, or is it? Yeah, it's like a, it's a black and white movie too, where she's like in a, she's what is she doing? She's like house sitting for like a, I think it's like a funeral home. Okay. Kind of like slowly, and she kind of like slowly goes crazy. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll have to check it out. No, Sounds it's, interesting. It's interesting. I don't know if it's good or not, but it's short and it's. I mean, it's something different for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we're not doing Tango and Cash enough justice. I mean, we can go back to Tango and Cash. For a you bit. get two powerhouses like Kurt Russell and Stallone. <laughs> I mean, that's moving. Oh, and it starts out where Stallone says Rambo's a pussy, which is kind of weird because isn't that kind of like if I was like trying to be a badass and I stood up in front of everybody and went, I'm a pussy. <laughs> Like, you know, like, I just thought, I thought I would never do that. You know, you freaking, of course Rambo's badass. That's me. <laughs> and I know that, yeah, you know, he's just play. he's not really Rambo. He's Ray Tango, but, or, but still. He's a real person. Yeah. <laughs> Rambo's fake. Yeah, Rambo. <laughs> pff, all those Russians he killed. Wait till you see what I do to the freaking triads. Yeah, I love those the beginning. I love those fucking redneck cops. They were just all just like a bunch of dickheads. For like, you know, like, you city cops think you're fucking better than we are. I was like, well, he obviously is because he's like, yeah. Like, hey, look at the look at this big tanker of cocaine he just got, and then look at your mullet for a second, buddy. Yes, that guy was the bad. He was like, listen up, asshole. <laughs> sweet. Yes. Yeah, that you're right. That was that was absolutely pretty sweet. And um, freaking. The bad guys in it, I loved. The bad guys were fantastically bad. I mean, he was like, I mean, the only thing that he lacked was like a Dracula cackle at the end of it. You know, like he was like, I'm going to get, you know, do we do simple when we're million dollar drug empire runners? No, we don't do simple. We are going to set him up and send them to jail. Ah, ah, ah. Jack Palance, yeah, everything yeah. there was like the, the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Ray Tango. I'm like, what do you? It's like that's why I kept thinking, why don't they just kill them? I don't understand the setting up and like. And I would like to stick up for corrections of officers everywhere. It's <laughs> yeah. not actually possible to bribe your way in to a prison for a private meeting in the middle of nowhere with the good guy, even if you are a billionaire drug cartel lord. Like even if like, a billionaire drug cartel lord came in and said hey, I will give you millions and millions of dollars to sneak me in. I would say, pound sand, buddy. <laughs> pound sand. <laughs> well, that was the best part, too. Like, when when they're, they get, I mean, they're in jail, and then they get brought to, like, the fucking laundry room and get right. tor- tortured, and there are, there are prisoners everywhere, and the bad guys, bad guys show up, too. I'm just like, well, they must, they must own this prison, right? Because a lot, and then, like, within 10 minutes, there's actual guards that can actually storm in and go, hey, you can't be doing this. I was like, where the fuck have they been for 20, 20 minutes? minutes? 
Yeah, it was a drug and cartel. It's, and, it's, and it's like 20 minutes before, like, that's not even counting the 20 minutes before to get everybody set up. Like, you have to, like, it's another yeah. 20 minutes to set up this whole thing before you bring them in. Right. Like, and, yeah, in, rea and in reality, it's hard for you to be anywhere in the prison for 20 minutes without somebody <laughs> showing up. And, and especially if anything, like, if shit's going down, like, it's going to yes. be maybe two minutes, five minutes at most, you know? Not an entire fucking C block or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah, but that's a common that's a common Hollywood misconception, I guess, is that you know, that you can bribe the guards in prison to do anything. Like I just was sitting there trying to I was like trying to work it in in out in my head. Like say like this drug cartel overlord comes to me and says, Hey, I just wanna have a private conversation with this <laughs> dude in the middle of the jail in the middle of the night. <laughs> Without anybody seeing me come in or out. <laughs> it's going to be harmless. It's going to be harmless. <laughs> It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Just go have a smoke. <laughs> I was like, uh, why, why do you keep cackling after everything you say? I don't know if I'm going to let you in. <laughs> why you yeah, I think that guy's up to no good. Uh, uh, uh. Why do you keep doing that? Right. No reason. Uh, 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 let me in. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't think he actually did laugh after everything he said, but it's like I heard it, you know? Like, every time he would say something, I would hear him go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, and who's that guy? I, I, I need to know this actor's name. You probably know it. Um, he's been in everything. He was in this, and he had an English accent. He was really good in Blade Runner. Uh, oh yeah, Brian Brian James. Yeah, yeah and he was—I mean—and he was the bad guy in so many freaking movies in the eighties. Movies like a who's, <laughs> like a who's who of like B movie like action guys because you got Brian James doing a terrible Cockney accent, which he <coughs> which he admits to all the time. Yeah, right. He's always like, I was just going totally outrageous, and they loved it. So, and they gave him more scenes for it actually. So nice. Good on him. Like, yeah, why Clint not? Howard. Like Clint Howard, you got James James Hong. Who is the, who's the guy who um yeah that's a uh, Lo Pan right? Yeah yeah Lo Pan was in it basically as, mm -hmm. as like the as the Chinese gangster. Yeah right <laughs> right the triad dude. No but who's the guy who he made the he makes the RV form and he's another guy who was in so many he was always the goofy dude in the eighties yeah. and he makes the freaking kick ass SUV for him. Yeah was it Michael Pollard I think his name is yeah okay and like. Too, back in the day. Oh yeah, man, he was in all kinds, and I can remember a couple times really liking him. Like I recognized him instantly. It was like, oh man, I haven't thought of that guy in forever. But he used to be in freaking everything, you know. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's really good. Yeah, he's. I mean, everybody was. I think supporting wise, everybody was like just doing what doing the bit for sure. Yeah. Well, I, and think, I, mean, I mean, the I, movie is what it is. It's a freaking '80s cop buddy action movie. So I mean, it's not like. It's not like we're they, expecting Fellini or anything. No, no, it just, it just Sly's like delivery of all of his lines are just like kind of like the worst deliveries. And I like Sly's, I like his movies, but like he was just like completely wrong for what they were trying to do. I think. Right. I didn't, I just didn't buy his like whole, whole like uh, stockbroker fucking dumb shit <laughs> backstory. Yeah. yeah. Worst worst. That's just stupid. <clears throat> But yeah, no. Dave was saying too that um, it kind of reminded him a little bit of Fellini, which I can see. There was a part where he, he like he Tango said that. Cash. No, no, eating cars. I'm switching back. I'm switching back. Tango and Cash has lost my attention, so we got to go back to eating cars. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, right. But it was funny, and I can't remember where it was. I guess it was when she was talking to the farmer. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, he's like, this whole thing's like a big metaphor. It's like a Fellini movie. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I think oh, you're right. I don't know Maybe. if you're gonna. I don't know if you're gonna comment on that one or not. But that's what he said. I said okay. <laughs> as, long, as long as he wasn't like, you know what? This, this reminds me of Tango and Cash. No, I don't think there was a whole lot of Tango and Cash in this one. I mean, the hitmen were kind of buddies, I guess, mm-hmm. or hit women, I guess. Hit ladies. Hit ladies. Yeah. Did you have any other problems with it? Well, like. Like I'm trying to. There. I'm trying to think. I really, I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking through it through rose-colored glasses. His big thing was the the hit women that he he didn't like the hit women, and he mm-hmm. he wanted to make sure that I told you that he really liked the twist, and it, mm-hmm. it like the end of it really made him. He was like actually thinking about it later, going, "Wow, that was pretty cool," you know. Cool. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can do about the hit ladies if he doesn't like them. He doesn't like them again. Yeah, gonna, well, and I was I like, it's not out. like you can completely recast them or rewrite the movie because some dude that you've never met said that it was terrible or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't even yeah. say that it was terrible. He just thought he liked the other two characters or the other two actors as the hitmen and then put them in their roles. But whatever. That is yeah. what it is, you know? Uh <clears throat> I mean, once we once we did decide to do a lot of, like mostly female cast, that's most of those guys. I mean, everybody was basically males to begin with. Right now, one thing that I wanted, and I don't know, like I don't know how, mm-hmm. uh, like feasible it is, would be to. There's a couple times where like the narrator is telling you what to see. Where if you could get like like the part where you know, so you, she views. Rose and Rose of Tomatoes, you know, mm-hmm. if you could somehow get like a, you know, a visual of Rose and Rose of Tomatoes. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a couple times where it said that, like, oh, well, you know, this is what you're supposed to be picturing, you know, and I, like, I feel like it, it deserved to have a picture of it real quick because it's film, you know. Yeah, I guess well, that's something we'll discuss when with, with, with reshoots with the DP. Right, because like I felt like that would just bring it, or it would it would keep you in the narrative a little bit more. Uh, but like again, I know that it's difficult. Like when I we both said that when we were watching it, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, you know, it's probably because <clears throat> we're talking about like film, and you know, if we're gonna mm-hmm. get shots, we have to produce. You know, we have to actually do that. You know, um, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's definitely that's the thing with the movie. It's like it's like if we're gonna keep it kind of in the warehouse we have to kind of like limit those types of shots or like well i mean it's still not you know or you know what else it's, you it's not out of, it's not out of it's not not feasible but it just depends Maybe you know what else you could off. do to give it a really surreal quality is take a picture of whatever it is that you're trying to talk whatever that it is the narrative narrator's talking about right mm-hmm. and then hang the picture on the wall in the warehouse and film that <laughs> or have them hold up the picture and tape it to the wall yeah or even like have the narrator narrators like whenever they yeah. say picture this they could like hold up a picture of it that would be yeah. that would be kind of funny you know yeah that might, that might be something to think about for sure yeah because we need to do a lot more of narration as it is we have to do like reshoot wise right you know, like we need to be like we're going to try to do the entire cast for the most part so right <clears throat> so it can be a little more like uh variety 
yeah yeah but, and i mean that, that was just one of the things that i had when i was watching it was like he would say oh she then is thinking about this and, and would paint a picture with the narration and mm. i'd be like okay i'm ready to see that you know and then i wouldn't see it and i mean i'd still picture it in my head but mm. i was like ready to you know expecting to see that because that's what it was telling me to see you know yeah, I mean, that, that, that's how it was in the script before narrator came along where you, they would talk about stuff and you would see it. So it, dep- it just depends, really. <clears throat> and another thing is, uh, you might even be able to explain this. It could be just gone. But I thought in the original script, the character in Max had some weird thing going on with his son. Like, did you just change that? Or am I thinking of a totally different screenplay? I could be thinking of a totally different screenplay. I think you're thinking of something else. I think I am. A son? No. Yeah. No, I think I'm actually. I'm sorry. So now that I'm Mm. thinking about, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking of a different screenplay that I read of yours. Okay. Okay. Are you thinking of the old man one? Maybe. Maybe. And and the dude in that one was an old man, and like, and like his son was like a screw up, and would show up and get in his car and stuff, and yeah. 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 Yeah, that one. Okay. So sorry. Sorry, because like I kept thinking about that when I was watching this. I was like, I was like, man, this seems really rewritten from the like the screenplay (laughs) that I read. And then I was like, yeah, like he had a son. And I was like, I can't remember exactly what it is. And maybe he rewrote that, you know? <clears throat> well, I have them all named Max. So that's, it's like a trilogy ever of screenplays. And they all have the character of Max. But they're, Max but they're different people. Yeah. One's like, I was going to have them. Like, it was going to be like, my first one is like a, a female. And then the second one was going to be a male, which is this one. And then the third one was going to be an old man. Oh, okay. Max. Cool. But I just had the, the a woman be this one. I'll probably have. I mean, I still have a woman as the other one too. And then nice. the old man. Old man can be an old woman. Yeah, yeah why not? Just, why not? Lots of women. So cool. That is awesome. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's a rough. So I mean, obviously. Right, and we we went into it. We both went into it looking like looking at it like that. And I definitely went into it. Um, but it does, it translates really well, at least on the pretty big screen, um, that we watched, you know, although I don't think it's widescreened. No, it's four by three. Yeah. Cause there was bars on the side of it. Yeah. That's intentional. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's usually black and white and four by three. So then the very last shot is like your wide, oh. wide color. So. Nice. No, yeah. That'll be sick. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. So like last shot is like your like main like your actual shot. So fantastic. Nice. <laughs> Spoiler to the six people who are listening to us right now. Like, yeah. For for a movie yeah. that's coming out in like maybe in a year or so. <laughs> right. <laughs> um yeah. Oh uh, and what about Tango and Cash? The ending with the uh SUV with the armored SUV was pretty cool. I mean, that was the first time I'd seen an action cop comedy buddy duo team turn into the Road Warrior at the end. And that was kind of a weird Road Warrior because it was Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell, but it yeah. still had a little Road Warrior in it. <laughs> and what kind of complex was that? It was like con- like a construction site? Yeah. They were like... They're like arm, armored vehicles everywhere, and like a, a self-destruct mechanism for the for a construction site. Basically, I'm like, right. yeah, I don't fucking f- complex is this. I don't think it quite. Um, 
I never said like what it was, did it? Mm-mm. I don't have to pay attention that much. But every time, every time Jack Palance was talking, I was like, "Nah, I'm okay." Yeah, it was all right. Uh, I had fun. Oh, because oh, they did the monster truck too. The weird monster truck came out of nowhere. Oh right, time. right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, what kind of? What's that? You gotta have do? a boss <laughs> to fight. They had to have a boss to fight. You know, <laughs> they're in a freaking road warrior car. Of course, they're gonna have a boss to fight. And they had. Um, they were using actually. They were using the I come in peace gun at one point as well. Right. That that weird gun that Sylvester Sloan had when he jumped out of the car. Oh yeah, and the That's freaking not- I forgot to comment on Cash's amazing laser sight on his forty-five. <laughs> it was as big as the gun. That was as big as the gun itself. That was freaking sweet. And like, actually, I have a I have a six-hour nine-millimeter that has a laser sight on it, and it's like an mm-hmm. inch you know it's so <laughs> tiny you wouldn't even know it was there unless you like knew it was there but of course i bought that you know in 2010 or something so uh maybe i guess the technology's come along a lot so that you don't have to wear a big it, it was a big honking freaking laser sight and that's the only i couldn't even say it's a big fucking laser sight because it's not it's a big honking laser sight it was as big as the gun, like, and the gun was like a, like, was it like a, like a, like some sort of like 45 type? Of, I believe sure it was a 45, which is a big, big, like a pretty a big handgun. Yeah. It'll definitely know that if you, if she fired a 45. Yeah, but it's like, uh, what else was there? Oh, we have, I think we have to talk about fucking Terry Hatcher and the club that she's in. The club that she was uh, dancing oh, at. Yeah, that's right. Because that was amazing. With with the, with the, with the she was playing the drums, but just kind of like out of sync with the, with the music. Yeah, she was awesome, dude. <laughs> she just like banged them. I was just, she's like, it's not even like in tune with the song. Like, I mean, right. Uh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. They didn't take their clothes off. It was just they just like danced. It was like a weird <laughs> like a, a weird eighties club. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. I wasted like underwear. It's like they came up all the way up to like their boobs. <laughs> the freaking leotards yeah. of the eighties, yeah. And this movie was as eighties as it gets too. I mean, that was the yeah, the yeah, last dying sure. breath of it was like nineteen eighty nine. So you were at the very height of that culture for sure. Because you got Harold, Harold Faltermeyer who did the, like the Beverly Hills Cop right music. You got that really like synthy, but like not good synthy music going on in the background as well. Yeah, that's like terrible. <laughs> yeah. Now we listened to a lot of '80s music this weekend because we were talking about '80s music. Uh, I made him listen to some Echo and the Bunnymen, who are awesome. Have you ever listened to Echo and the Bunnymen before? Not. I've I've heard a few things from them, but I've never really, like religiously listened. Like to listen them. to them, yeah. Me neither. I I knew them as that they did the soundtrack for the Lost Boys. Like that's all I knew of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, yeah, and then I got Sirius XM, and I was like every once in a while I listened to First Wave, which is like all like, like Joy Division and um, Smith Cure, like that kind of thing. And I'd put it in the mix, and I really started getting into Echo and the Bunnymen. They're awesome. Now, I mean, they're as eighties as it comes, like. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like they're up there with like Duran Duran and stuff as far as cool 80s music. 
Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's no bad English who did the end song to Tango and Cash. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So. And also, Echo and the Bunnymen <laughs> did another cool soundtrack. Um, that one of their coolest songs is um, in Donnie Darko, the movie Donnie Darko, which is a really uh, good movie. I disagree, but still on. <laughs> what is it? Oh, you don't like Donnie Darko, really? I, I knew that was coming too. I was like, I think Donnie Darko is an awesome movie, and I was already like, Trevor doesn't <laughs> like Donnie Darko at all. No, I like uh, what's his name? Who did? Which what's his name? Fuck. He's done a bunch of other stuff that I can't think of. He did like Southland Tales. I can't think of Richard something or other. Fuck, what's his name? Uh. I, it's funny because he like his movies. I don't like most of his movies. Wait, is he the Twilight? same guy who did um, Killer Joe? No, that movie. Have you seen Killer Joe? Yeah, that's that's freaking, of course. That's amazing. That yeah, is so freaking, cool. Freaking awesome. Yeah, and from now on, anytime anybody brings up Matthew McConaughey and they say he makes great movies, I'm going to say, have you seen Killer Joe? Because <laughs> he deserved an Oscar right there. Yeah, absolutely. Matthew McConaughey deserved an Oscar for Killer Joe. He's so good. He's, I think he's underrated, even though he's, I think he might be overrated as well. I don't know. He, no, I know he's a fantastic actor. I mean, he was also in True Detective, and him and his performance in True Detective is is freaking out of this world. Awesome! It is so good. I mean, he's perfectly rated, <laughs> but he might be perfect. but he's it's even even Matthew McConaughey in True Detective is not Matthew McConaughey in Killer Joe because <laughs> that was like you know every time I thought like wow this can't get any more fucked up I'm like oh man why did I say that. <laughs> Awesome. Like fucking five years old, still making crazy movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I can't remember what his name's Richard Linklater or something like that. The guy who did Killer Joe, and he did another movie. Because the whole reason I saw it was a guy at work is really into his films, and I was like, who? And he was like, oh, he did this movie, and I was like, oh, okay, I know that movie. He's like, yeah. What's up? Who, the, who are you talking about? The guy who directed Killer Joe. Wrote and directed William. it. Well, William Freakin' directed it. He didn't write it. Mm. Tracy okay. Letts? He's a like, playwright. Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what movie he did. Mm. I mean, Freakin' did, like, French Connection, Exorcist. That's it. Yeah, that's it. French Connection. Because he said that. He's like, this is the guy who did French Connection. and mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's... He like had. I mean, he's done, he's done so many movies. Uh, it's it's hard to say, movies. right? Right. Yeah, he's um. Like, yeah. yeah, no, that movie blew my mind with how freaking amazing it was, and like disturbing. I, you know, like it's like a long, and and it's not like movies. It's not like it was even trying to be intentionally disturbing. You know, like a lot of movies mm. you watch, and you know that the guys set out. They said, "Hey, we're gonna really fuck with people's heads." You know, let's let's do something mm. crazy like blood sucking freaks or. You know, mm -hmm. where you could tell that's like the whole intention. Like that movie, that wasn't the intention at all. <laughs> you know, it no. just was. I think it was a play beforehand too. Yes, yeah, it and, and it did say that it was based on a play. Yeah, Tracy Letts, he did a Bug as well with Freakin. Okay, and I don't think I've seen that, but I'm gonna have to watch it now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, Freakin like he had like like his mini renaissance like in like his 70s here when he did. Uh, let me see. Let me see real quick what he did. 
He like stopped making movies like 95, 97. Well, he's kind of been working steadily, but like The Hunted by 2003 and like Bug and Killer Joe, these last three movies he did kind of like were like kind of like really good. Right. Like, 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 like reinventing like himself almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hmm. So like he hasn't directed anything since Killer Joe, though, which is. Weird, but yeah, no, that was so awesome. And I, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm no longer allowed to pick movies at my friend's house anymore what? when his when his wife's around because she's like, yeah, Matthew McConaughey, he's hot, I love him. I was like, oh yeah, yeah I got a Matthew McConaughey movie for you then. <laughs> and like, I mean, I honestly yeah. thought like this is a great performance by this guy, but um, she wasn't so fond of his character in that and said that it ruined him forever for her. <laughs> Never. Uh, <clears throat> cool. But yeah, freaking. Um, trying to think of what else. Oh, that reminds me. We should do Annie Hall next week because I haven't seen Annie Hall in like ten years. Okay. <laughs> that would that would be our that would be our uh, film school. Uh, right. Well, we, let's find something to contrast it because I was thinking Annie Hall versus Tango and Cash wouldn't be bad. Like when I was right before I texted you to see what other movie we should do. Um. Mm. I was like, you know, Annie Hall versus Tango and the Cash. That sounds about fair, you know. <laughs> well, let's see. Well, we, should, we should do Annie Hall, and then we find something that's similarly it, as 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 oh. our like as freaking high film where you're like, you know, it's like yeah. everybody the accolades and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because if we're gonna go that way, just might as well just fucking embrace it. For the yeah, time, so. I mean, we could. I guess we could do Fellini. I wouldn't mind seeing Satyricon. I haven't seen that yet. No, that's a terrible. Kind of, um, no, that's terrible. Mm. Um, well, we did plenty of all back. Let's do. Yeah. I mean, anyhow, what's we haven't done any Kurosawa. I mean, we could always do. We could always do like the Seventh Seal because Woody Allen cites uh, what's his name all the time. Freaking Swedish dude with wild strawberries and the and the freaking scene where Elliot Gold just like walks in and was like, "I would like to have sex with your wife." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he. Does, I mean, Manny Hall. They do like there is that line, the guy in line who's talking about Fellini, but Marshall McLaurin. And I've never seen any. Or no, is that it? Well, he's he's talking about Fellini and Marshall McLaurin. Okay. I mean, Marshall McLaurin is a, a teacher. He's a teacher. Yeah. I was gonna say because I remember when I watched like that. A, he, he has like theories on like broad like TV and broad and type stuff like that. Oh, okay. So he doesn't actually produce anything himself. No, no. He's like a. I remember like learning some of his stuff like in ACC back in the day. Sure. Well, and I remember like briefly looking him up because I thought that scene was like so amazing where he's like, "Oh, I just happen to have him right here." I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, McLuhan. You know nothing of my work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I've seen that I've seen that scene repeated so many times, you know. But I mean, well, let's do some like research and see if there's something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the guy's name? He's not Norman. He he, men- he mentions Norman Mailer a lot, but he's an author. Um, oh, the dude, freaking mm. Ingmar Bergman. Just saying. I don't. know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we yeah, we can definitely do some with Ingmar Bergman if you want to. I actually had a big conversation about the Seventh Seal with the guy at work the other day, and it was kind of weird, like. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, did you ever see The Seventh Seal? It's pretty wild. The dude plays chess with death. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how did you even know that? <laughs> and, 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 he was like, like, I mean, and he sounded like that. He was like, yeah, and, 
And it was really wild because the, the whole thing was was like it wasn't really about death. It was about life. And I was just like, holy shit, man. Oh, let's, well, let's watch. See if we can find it. Face to Face. Because that's, that's the movie they're going to see at some point in the movie. Oh, okay. The, it's not the freaking it. crazy documentary about Nazis, is it? No, you have to start on the pity now. <laughs> okay. Let's not watch that one. But, it, but yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia and they talk about them going to see the Bergman film. It was it was face to face. Okay. So let's watch that. Let's watch do that. Okay. <laughs> Why not? So I, that's, I that's, wonder... your, that's your Bergman, so. Okay, yeah. So is Okay, Face to Face is a Swedish psychological drama film written and directed by Ingmar Bergman. Okay. Bam. So that hey, sounds guys, per- let's see if it's on yeah. make sure it's on Amazon. I'm sure it is. It's gonna be on something here. Let me see. Yeah. I mean, if, if not, we can find something else for sure, but have connected. Fuck. <laughs> it's on here, face- but it's only a DVD for twenty bucks. <laughs> It's not the punk band. No, it's not that band. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's just review the next Face to Face album instead. Right. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Same thing. That's good. Huh. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we could do whatever. It's all good. We'll figure. I mean, we can check and we'll, we'll check. I'll check some other places and see if it's anywhere else. Face to face. Okay, yeah, and let me know. And I mean, we'll do Annie Hall, and, and I mean, like, I, I don't mind the whole contrast between, like, you know, like we could do like Annie Hall and um, Demolition High Two. That would be sweet, but only because yeah. I mean, but I think Demolition High Two almost is going to deserve its own podcast. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we should. Yeah, it's not blow a wide in one episode. I mean, Annie Hall and Demolition High Two. I mean, right. Giving it away for free over here. Come on. <laughs> yeah holy crap there's a book about the freaking movie about what um, yeah, about face? the face to face yeah i feel like it might be let me see here i feel like it might be on youtube that's possible hold on this is here here's one here oh oh there's the tv oh. version god i don't want to do that Holy He's shit, it's three hours long. There's a German. Let's see here. Oh, this is this is fake. God, I hate those fucking sites. I know. Like, oh, and we it, have the and, movie. Like, how are we down? I was like, fuck you. Oh, yeah. And say, and it's like, here's somebody filmed it off of the freaking TV. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The film was conceived as a, and produced as a four-part miniseries. Huh. But it was edited down to like two hours, so let's... Let's let's just do some research and if, if see not, if we can't see. find it. Yeah, it sounds kind of fun to work with. Right, <laughs> right, like a, kind of like a challenge. Yeah, now it's now it's like oh, we're gonna find this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. We should be able to. So we're almost at an hour. So okay, uh, thanks for listening, and um, we will be watching Annie Hall and Face to Face next week because. Not the band. Because screw it. Yeah, not the band. <laughs> it might it might, well, it might it might turn out to be the band. <laughs> yeah. We could end up having to do the band, but that's fine too. They're not a bad punk band. Nice. So all right, till next time, folks. Bye bye.